0: I always like to take on the role of the observer and get super, super curious with my excuses, my resistance, my fear and do so from a very neutral, unattached place because all of those things are impermanent and passing through what we are beneath the ego and the fear and all of those pieces. Is divine, and I think that when we move into the seat of the observer, we're actually moving into the seat of our soul.
1: Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, Jaima, my, Jaimaomi. It's Raquel, and welcome to your own magic and expanding podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And you can find a link to the sponsors that you hear in this episode in the show notes, along with ways to connect with yours truly and my meditations and the yomis, and of course today's special guest, who is the beautiful and ever so inspiring Ava Joanna. Oh, I love her name by the way, Ava Joanna. It has such a beautiful ring to it. And Ava is the founder and visionary behind the Academy of Breath, which is an international breathwork and meditation school focus on making ancient embodiment practices, household tools for you and across the globe. And Ava's mission is to bridge the gap between modern neuroscience and mysticism. So breathwork and meditation are made accessible to you and everyone else. So in this episode, we talk about travel and living wherever the soul desires and also her spiritual journey and her journey in life from being homeless to living a beautiful reality she's created for herself and she encourages pursuing your desires no matter where you're starting and getting out of your comfort zone and she talks about hustle culture versus aligning with your purpose and she talks about breath work of course inner child healing how to alleviate stress and in the midst of the episode She even gives us a mini breathwork session you can do wherever you are. And yeah, this episode is just a very nourishing episode for the soul, nourishing for the inner yogi. And I just really enjoyed her and her energy and connecting with her. And she was talking about how she lived in San Diego, which was so synchronistic. Because at that time, I was just about to take a trip to San Diego And I did, it was a week-long trip and I spent so much time by the ocean, by the beach, and I felt very connected and grounded there, and she was talking about how she felt like it was time for her to leave, and it's interesting because I almost feel like it's time for me to spend more time there. Anyway, with all that being said, let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Ava Joanna. Ava, I am so excited to connect with you and so thankful that you're on the show. I
0: know. I was looking forward to this all day. I mean, thankfully, we had a couple of schedule mishaps last week and we <laughs> were able to reschedule for today, but I'm just so grateful and super excited to drop in with you. And you're in Mexico, right? I am. Yeah. I'm in Sayulita. <gasps> What is that like? Tell me all about Cellulita. Oh my gosh, I am on cloud nine. I was just thinking about it yesterday. Like, this is the first time in quite a while where I've felt like truly free, and that, like, all of the pieces that I was really calling in to my life have landed so i'm just so grateful but Sayulita is so much fun it's definitely a vibrant and lively little town um right outside of Puerto Vallarta and i've been here for the past week and a half so far wow. um and
1: i just go and surf every day i'm on a taco diet i'm a taco girl um. <laughs> through and through that's probably my favorite food oh yeah 100% oh yeah have you been to costa rica or even bali other tropical areas oh
0: yeah the, i mean that's like my go-to for traveling. So I've been to Bali, Costa Rica, like Nosara area. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in Cabo and Todos Santos back in um, October. So uh, wherever there is sunshine and the beach, that is like the recipe
1: for me being the happiest girl. Um yeah absolutely that's the happy place but oh, the yeah. reason why I ask you is because I'm not that familiar with I've only been to Tijuana once in my life. Okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, I'm not a that familiar with Mexico. <laughs> totally a different vibe. I mean whoo there's some stories there but because I've been to Bali and I'm just curious what the difference is like what the vibe is in comparison. Mm, yeah
0: I mean I would say Sayulita is actually super similar to Changu. Um, like everything is walking distance. um Everyone is so friendly. Like, I love Mexican culture. I think Mexicans are incredible people and just so kind and so welcoming. And so I love being in Mexico. But it's funny because the first, like, couple days that I was out here, I was like, I feel like I'm in Changu. It's not um, – I haven't been to Changu in a while, so it's it's hard to say what has been built out there. I would say it's not quite as trendy, but there's definitely like trendy places coming in where I'm like, this kind of feels like Tulum, it kind of feels like Bali,
1: um, but it still has decent prices right of course the prices and also <laughs> just it still has kept its culture which is it sounds like at least which is so nice yeah
0: a little bit there's definitely like there's places outside of here like San Pancho I think is like a 20 minute drive and that's I guess what Sayulita was like 10 years ago so um yeah I mean I just I love Mexico mm. and I think that this trip has just reminded me that you really don't need much to be happy and healthy
1: yeah yeah which is what we're definitely going to be talking a bit about today after I read your story. But of course, I want you to share it. However, first, I want to ask you what is lighting you up most in the season of your life?
0: Oh, just being led by inspiration every single day. And like really just asking myself on a daily basis, what is going to create turn on what's going to create inspiration, what's going to excite me today and bring pleasure into my life and really just following that because it looks different every single day. And you know freedom is one of my top values and being able to just follow what makes me feel free on a daily basis has been so incredible and yeah. has really like let me settle my nervous system too i think the past couple of years we've all had kind of aroused nervous systems and so
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that the work that you're doing is so helpful and healing for many, especially during this time. I am intrigued. I am fascinated by your story, by you and what led you down the path you were on today. So I'd love to hear all about your spiritual journey and everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up pretty poor um, as a teenager. My mom was really unable to support my sister and I working part-time. My sister has autism. And so my mom was really on call as her caretaker for whenever she needed it, um, whether it was a meltdown at school or what have you. And so my mom was really never able to hold like a full-time job, which led us to – Couch surfing on family members' couches, uh, neighbors, friends. My mom would go to the food bank every other week to get us um, groceries, and her car was repossessed at one point. And so I really didn't grow up with much, but that whole experience um, really lit this fire underneath me. And, you know, I made a vow to myself that I would never put myself in that environment again, um, which had the pendulum kind of swing so far in the other direction where I was just like completely enraptured in the hustle culture of corporate America. I, somehow was able to finagle my way into a marketing job. I had no marketing experience. I didn't go to college. <laughs> that's
1: i That's impressive. I, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a little bit of a hustler.
1: <laughs> you, yes, you've got your, you your way, yeah, indeed, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I
0: was like, yeah, I can embellish here, embellish <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, luckily had, had the charm to get the job, but worked in a lot of startups. And, you know, for anyone that's worked in startups before – the hustle and the grind there is real. Like you have to wear a lot of hats and I was like hungry and willing to do it. So I put a lot of my energy and a lot of like my belief in this idea of climbing the corporate ladder and making a certain amount of money, having a certain title and those being the things that would bring me joy. And ultimately, I think now if I look back at it, those being the things that would make me feel safe after being so... Unsafe in my teenage years. Um, And, you know, it really wasn't until I saw my life flash before my eyes when I was offered a promotion. I saw my boss in front of me and they were miserable. And I saw their boss and they were miserable. And it was just like a ton of unhappy people working for this company. And I knew that that would be my destiny if I continued down the path that I was on. So that kind of started to spark this. I would say like intuitive development as far as listening to that voice and that kind of aha moment that I had and um, starting to peel back the layers of like what it meant to be happy, where I would be healthy, what it meant to be safe and developed this love affair with yoga and breath work and meditation. And those were really the practices that finally allowed me to feel safe and alive in my body. I think I had so many experiences as a teen, um, whether it be the trauma from um, my family being evicted from our house or, you know, sexual trauma, um, trauma of not being chosen by my father and him living halfway across the world and, you know, barely ever seeing me. So I really, you know, disassociated from my body and from feeling and just suppressed everything. And when I found yoga and breath work and meditation, I was finally able to drop back into my body and find home within myself. And I knew like literally in the very first yoga class that I took that I wanted to make people feel as good as I felt. Um, And since then, it's really been I'm a Scorpio, so I'm all about the phoenix rising from the ashes and combusting again and again and again, like death is my middle name. (laughs) Um, And so there have been so many iterations and so many pivots and so many moments of just diving even deeper into understanding myself. Understanding our infiniteness as beings, but really creators, divine beings, and really living a life in devotion to seeing how far I can take it in living from a place of, you know, like I said earlier, a place of inspiration and truly believing that inspiration is the way and that being led by my soul, being led by that passion, being led by that fire, that aliveness is... The path of, in a lot of ways, enlightenment and bliss.
1: I can't help but admire you even more after hearing your story from your own words and just envisioning this young girl. You had a very common uh, motif throughout your story there was the word safe. And so it's so beautiful that Mm -hmm. you now create a safe space for others and helping others and healing others because that's what you wanted as a young girl to feel safe and also no wonder you were hungry for a more expansive world and you wanted to climb the corporate ladder at one time because you you really wanted to feel Safe and secure. And I just can't help but be fascinated by people mm-hmm. like you who have had challenging troughs of life. I mean, if you're willing, I'd love to hear more about the lessons you learned in that time of experiencing homelessness and also the energies that you've gathered and collected from that time that those who haven't experienced it, like myself, may receive value from because we don't really know, but I'd love mm. to know.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I'm really grateful for about that period of time was that I didn't grow up in a very like poverty stricken area. I didn't grow up in a low income area. Um, So even though my mom wasn't financially able to support us and keep a roof over our head, I had so many friends around me that were so wealthy, so unbelievably wealthy and, what I luckily was given in that moment was perspective. And so I think that that has been one of the biggest through lines in how I look at the world and where I teach from as well as how I've really allowed myself to not only expand my consciousness but step outside of my current reality is understanding that there is not just one way there are so many different ways, there's so many different modalities, there's so many different paths that we can take. And I think that whole experience really just opened my eyes to how important it is to curate an environment that can show you other otherwise, if you're not happy with the environment that you're in. And, you know, I think oftentimes, we focus so much on what's not happening, what is lacking within where we are right now. But at any given moment, I mean, the present moment is so abundantly rich with examples of so many infinite unfoldings, right? And at any given moment, we can become present, become intentional, and seek out that which supports our desires. And so I don't think I necessarily put those pieces together at that point. In um, in in my life, I think that in those in those years, I was in a very dark place. I drank a lot, I partied, I you know was completely overrun by my trauma and trying to get as far away from um, you know what had made me and has made me into the woman I am today. And so, in retrospect, I can say these things now, but I mean. It's definitely hard when you're in a situation like that or something else and you can't see anything besides your situation. However, there is always something besides your situation available if we bring our awareness to that place and really intend to call forward examples of other ways to think, other ways to do life, um, other ways to create safety in your life or other relationships. And so it's all there. It's all available to us. And I think that that's been, one of the biggest through lines that I've just like held with me as I started
1: doing this uh, personal development and spiritual work. You carved your own pathway because you expanded your perspective. A lot of people feel stuck and they think that their situation's the only situation that they can be in. And I know that it's a lot easier said than done when you shift your awareness to be able to see beyond whatever you feel like your world or your paradigm is right now. But you have explored many modalities, as you said, because you are... Obviously, have had to release a bit of trauma and a lot of shadows given your upbringing. So I'm curious what the modalities were that you did explore, and then what modalities work best for you, Ava? Mm, Yeah, such a good question. I feel like I have explored everything.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) At the, I you know because I think at the beginning of our spiritual journeys, we just want to get our teeth in absolutely anything and everything, (laughs) and I think some of that is, at least in my experience, was a lot of outsourcing of my power of looking for other people to be the thing that would heal me or some product or you know whatever it might be. And so there were a lot of things that I tried. I mean, I used to get intuitive readings all the time to like help, help, help me understand where I'm meant to go and what's really happening. And if I'm making the right choices, um, you know, I've done past life regressions to try and figure out why I have this karma. <laughs> um, I, I think that the, the modalities that have been the most impactful for me are embodiment techniques. And the reason being, and that's, this is why I, I teach embodiment and I teach breath Um, The reason being is that the body is a mirror of the subconscious. That's why when we see somebody who is depressed, their body is usually contracted forward and closing off and protecting their heart. So the body takes form of whatever the subconscious has really imprinted into our being. And when we can get into our body and use our body to express, to process, to move, to tap into expanded states, we can actually begin to rewire our subconscious. So that knowing that was absolutely fascinating to me, and beginning to experience that in different different facets because there's embodiment is really an umbrella term, um, but experiencing it in different facets was, I mean mind-blowing to me how quickly things were able to shift. Um, and I think that those practices, along with a lot of like inner child healing, have been the most impactful
1: for me. Absolutely. And I know that you are very into breath work and helping people with breath work. so why, why breath work?
0: Mm, why not?
1: <laughs> I know, right? And why not? Once you know, you know yeah, exactly. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formulas set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their best sellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C A U S E, medics. Thrive cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So, with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their liquid lash extensions mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze, as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also, here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order.
0: You know, like I said, I used to party a lot. Yeah. And I loved those euphoric states. Right. So my yoga teacher training, one of the very first weekends that we did our YTT. Um, we had a guest come in that taught us Wim Hof, and I went to another place. It was so powerful I remember calling my girlfriend afterwards and just telling her I feel high <laughs> oh my god how did I just do that with my own body and she's like oh you need to go like stick your feet in the sand and get grounded and I'm like no <laughs> I love this um and so <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and uh, yeah and so um initially it was like really just chasing that breath high that I could create this euphoric Um, almost psychedelic not almost like the psychedelic state with my breath alone and at the same time be actually doing something good for my body versus putting something bad in my body to reach that state so you know the breath itself there's breath work is again just an umbrella term for many, many different techniques that um, stem from calming and relaxing practices that are more soothing for your nervous system to more arousing practices like you know, like Wim Hof, that are creating an activation in your in your system. And so what I found to be absolutely fascinating as I continued to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into breath work is that it really is this ultimate healing tool that so many of us are completely unaware of. It's 100% free. We all have the, the ability to breathe, to inhale and exhale and to control our breath. And the health ramifications that science has discovered, um, and you know, yogis have known this for thousands and thousands of years, so it's cool that science has finally caught up. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the health ramifications are absolutely astounding. And so once I started connecting the dots between these mystical spiritual experiences that I was having and um, what was actually happening in my brain and in my body, i it was undeniable what we could be doing here for our physical bodies, for our mental bodies, our emotional bodies, and our spiritual bodies.
1: Absolutely. And I know different styles of breath work have different benefits for each. And also there's a different experience, especially given the breath pattern. And I'm curious what your go-to breath work is, or I'm sure that there's a variety of techniques that you prefer to use.
0: Yeah. So I teach pranayana, pr- excuse me, mm-hmm. pranayama, which is the ancient Hathic yoga techniques from Patanjali's yoga sutras. And um, within those practices, initially the more arousing practices were the ones that I was drawn to. And to be honest, I think a lot of that was because I was addicted to being in a fight or flight state. Right. And so being in that high state, I like, I craved that and I liked it. And it like, it turned me on in a way that like got my brain kind of going on overdrive. (laughs) And, you know, it it really was. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's not that it was bad, right? Like I was, I was having a great experience. Absolutely. It was it was um, really helping me to move energy, to feel really powerful, um, to in- integrate and actually like generate more energy. Which you know, starting my business, that was really important. Yeah. That I was like alive and and ready to go and ready to jump on Zoom and lead things or go into a studio in LA. And so um, it was great. And really, over these past three years, especially like since the pandemic started. I realized that like I, even though I love the arousing practices, really need those practices that are calming and restoring and are parasympathetic activating because, again, for me, I haven't felt safety in my body. And so it was important that I use the breath to create that safe space within me so that any of the trauma that was stored in my nerves, stored in my cells, um, that never felt safe to be released because I was always bringing myself into that fight or flight yeah. state, fin- finally was like, oh, okay, we can be moved up and out of the body. We can be processed. And so for me, any calming practices are usually my go-to now, which I've definitely had to do some, like, reconciliation because I love doing the arousing practices. But to just know that the breath is medicine has really shifted my perspective in, like, breathwork overall and the industry of breathwork too, because I think a lot of people will just like put a one size fits all approach on certain techniques and it can do a lot more harm than good. Mm,
1: and I love pranayama myself, that ancient technique. And I know prana means, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it means vital life force, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what does yama mean?
0: Uh, control. Oh, control,
1: control of our life force. So what are some of the benefits of this practice?
0: Yeah. So within pranayama, um, specifically the styles that I teach, I teach nine different styles. So when we look at the, if we look at the calming practices, yeah, it's really fun. I make like breath, (laughs) I make breath cocktails. And that's what I tell my students. I'm like, we're going to mix a little (laughs) bit of this, a little bit of that. Sounds like a party. It's a party. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so if we look at the calming practices, from a like, physiological level, when we are using our breath, the breath is inherently connected to our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. And what happens when we bring ourselves into these calming practices and use the breath in a conscious, intentional way and control it in a conscious and intentional way, we actually activate that parasympathetic um, response, which is responsible for digestion, It's responsible for releasing happy hormones like serotonin and dopamine. It um, it helps our sex hormones as well. It also helps to combat inflammation in the body. It helps with immune function. And so these calming practices are really powerful, especially for people who are living in a chronic state of stress, which you know not to scare everybody <laughs> most of us are unfortunately right. yep. so many things so many things stress us out today even the blue light on our computers or on our phones creates little stress triggers and so it's i think whether you need more calming practices like me or not having a daily calming practice is just a good way to make sure that you're bringing your body into a parasympathetic response because that's really where you want to be in order to digest your food in order to have babies um and in order to go to sleep and in order to like also think clearly and be able to zoom out and see the big picture because on the other side of the spectrum our fight or flight response is all about survival all about right here and right now how do i get out of this perceived threat or this threatening situation um and you know this is this is evolutionary traits that we have as humans because it kept us safe when we were cavemen and cave women. And so um, the calming practices are really meant to bring our body back into homeostasis so that it can do everything that it needs to do. And then from a mental and spiritual perspective to be able to settle the body so that you know when you're in meditation or doing a journaling practice or connecting with somebody, um, you know, even in like tantric practices, You're thinking more clearly, you're present, you're right here and right now, you don't have a million things going on in your mind, you're not mentally time-traveling to the past or the future, Um, you're here, you're present, and you're receiving from what's happening right now versus taking yourself out of this state, and I mean, for anybody that has experienced those moments of presence, this is the most beautiful gift that we have. Do you have
1: a daily calming practice? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I do. So um, if anyone's ever heard of breath work or done breath work before, they've likely heard of equal ratio breathing. It's also known as box breath. Um, Navy SEALs use it. And there's been a ton of research about how only a five-minute practice will activate your parasympathetic function. Um, and the reason why I love this practice the most is that You don't have to close your eyes to do it. You can do it while you're driving. You can do it um, while you're in the grocery store. You can do it right before you sit in meditation. And it's so simple and there's no contradictions for the practice. So some of the breathwork practices that are more arousing um, will be a contradiction for someone who has like high blood pressure or cardiovascular um, problems um, or even like being pregnant or being on the first like couple days of your cycle. And so the reason I love equal ratio breathing as a practice is that it's safe for everyone. And it's really simple as well. Um, I love calling it equal ratio breathing. In, in Sanskrit, it's sama pranayama. Um, I love Sanskrit. So such a beautiful language. I know. The most beautiful. <laughs> and um, the practice itself is an equal ratio of your inhale, uh, holding your breath at the top, so an inhale retention exhale and then exhale retention. So usually I start with five, 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 five. um, But if someone has really never done any breath work before and um, hasn't developed their lung capacity, then usually starting at like a four, four, four count or four, four, four.
1: What if we do one right now?
0: Oh yeah. Let's
1: do it. Yeah, absolutely. For those that are listening and they feel resistant to breath work, and they feel resistant to embodiment work. What if someone feels this resistance, or they could just be nervous about trying breath work, or they feel like they've had a bad experience in the past, so it stops them? What message would you like to share with them? Because this yeah. is for everybody, every body, because we all breathe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. I've had a lot of friends have bad breathwork experiences and that has nothing to do with the breath. It's usually the practitioner. Um, And so if you have had an experience with breath before that's been triggering or traumatic, know that the practice that I'm about to teach you is incredibly gentle and is a way for you to reacquaint yourself with your breath in a way that isn't going to activate or trigger you or react you in ways that more arousing practices might. So yeah, yeah, of course. And if any resistance comes up as well, too, it's also just recognizing and having that gentle observation of like, where, where and why am I feeling this? And can I get curious about this? What am I making this mean? Um, I always like to take on the role of the observer and get super, super curious with my excuses, my resistance, my fear, and do so from a very neutral, unattached place, because all of those things are impermanent and passing through. And what we are beneath the ego and the fear and all of those pieces is divine, And I think that when we move into the seat of the
1: observer, we're actually moving into the seat of our soul. Beautiful. And if you're driving right now, Perhaps just listen, or you can skip over this part. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and you can, and again, if you don't want to close your eyes, you don't have to close your eyes. But
0: if you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes.
1: Well, if someone's driving, they could probably do this safely, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I do it when I'm driving all the time, especially if I'm in traffic, to keep my cool.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is for the stress, indeed. And I know know that there's a good amount of people listening to this on the 405, so. There we go. Yeah, this is for you. (laughs) This is for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So again, if you are driving,
0: keep your eyes open. If you are at home and in a comfortable place, you can close your eyes. And we'll completely exhale all of our air to begin. You can breathe out through the mouth. Then sealing your lips. Inhale through your nose for a count of five, two, three. Four, five, hold your breath at the top for five. And exhale completely for five. Four, three, two, one. Hold the breath at the bottom for five. Relax your body, relax your shoulders, relax the jaw. Then inhale again for five. Hold at the top. Again, scan your body, relax anywhere that's holding tension. Then exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Hold the breath at the bottom. We'll do one more round. Inhale for five. Hold. Exhale for five. hold. Then take a nice deep breath in, breathe in through your nose, into the belly. Draw your breath all the way up into your chest so the lungs are completely filled with air. Then take an open mouth exhale. (sighs) Hmm. And
1: that's it. Feels so good. That feels so good. I actually did a similar breath pattern right before our interview, and I do it before most of my interviews. So I ask Raquel to take a back seat for a little bit, yeah, and then just you know the soul to come forward and be present. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's so grounding. It really brings you into the present
0: moment. Um, I always do that before I lead a call, I'll have my entire group go through that practice. So we're all just settled, right? We're all settled. We're present. We've let go of whatever was happening or whatever is going to happen next. And we're just here and
1: ha- here and now. Oh, beautiful. And here and now. How do you, I mean, you are in paradise right now, but how do you mm-hmm. come back to self especially in times of stress or if you ever experienced burnout to feel more aligned and grounded.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: it was definitely a process for me to
0: learn how to give myself the grace and the space to just be because so much of my trauma around you know having a roof over my head, having money in my in in my bank account created this really frenetic energy around having to keep going and push through no matter what my body was telling me, no matter what my mind or my heart was telling me. And so I think one of the biggest like life lessons that I've really had to learn is how to slow down and to know that like the slowdown is actually a place that allows us to recharge and to take inventory and to notice the places where there may be disharmony with how you want to live. And so in those times where I'm either feeling really burnt out or overwhelmed or feeling just like completely out of alignment, my process has really been like big picture to get clear on, again, where that disharmony is coming from and have the courage to eliminate the things that are creating it. So, you know, I am in paradise right now. And that's because I was feeling a lot of disharmony being in San Diego. I didn't like where I lived. And on paper, I really should have liked where I lived. And so it was a very terrifying thing to pick up my life that I had developed there over the past decade and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, But I knew that the resistance and the friction that I was feeling, I was only feeling when I was in San Diego. And so I have nothing but love for that place, but I could feel within my body that it wasn't bringing me into my highest self. And I could feel when I was in and when I am in other areas that I'm really able to step into that woman, that I'm really able to be her, that I'm showing up for my practices, showing up for myself more and really living a life of devotion. And so I think For anybody that is in that funky space where it's like this isn't right and I want it to look different or I want it to look different and I know what it is or I want it to look different and I don't know what it is. I think the first piece is to really begin to create a new story about what it means to be in a liminal space where things aren't completely settled, where life might look a little bit slower and you're essentially, if you think about like a bow and arrow, right, it's that moment where we're like pulling the bow back, pulling the arrow back before we shoot forward. And so that's really the perspective that I've started to incorporate into my life around that space of rejuvenation and, 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 and spaciousness overall But it took a really long time for me to get there. And I think I'm still dealing with the remnants of the – I mean, ultimately, it's a very, like, Western world psychosis around hustling and grinding and putting our Mm -hmm. worth in our work that – I'm so happy to see so many people are
1: starting to challenge. Oh, absolutely. By the way, it's a wild phenomenon how the environment can completely affect us. Or we just simply need to, you know, if if we have the means and the opportunity to, to, to pick up and move out of the comfort zone, sometimes that's what you need. And it's like another circle of life moment of life's lessons. Like you said before earlier about how you started to shift your perspective open your perspective to an idea of another life before with the past life you led in this life. And now you, again, are opening your perspective up more. You're like, I don't have to be here in San Diego. I can move somewhere else that allows me to tap into the woman that I intend and I know I am. I intend to be and I know I am. And so isn't that a beautiful thing? When it comes to life and life's lessons, we're always going to still have the same challenges, but it's about becoming aware of them and then exploring them and then moving with them, flowing with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having the courage to change the things that we're unhappy with is one of the greatest skills that we can all develop. And, you know, I've had that from, again, from the very beginning, that vow that I made to myself was not when I had any money. It was when I could barely rub two nickels together. But I knew that I wanted to create something different. And obviously, we all start on very different levels. And so it's going to be harder for people to or take longer or require more resources or more planning to be able to take big, bold leaps like that. But we all can if we want it bad enough. We all can if we are willing to get creative and to be courageous and to do the hard things or have the hard conversations. Um, And I know that because I've had so many iterations of that from times where I didn't have any money at all to times where I had a little bit of money to times where I had a lot of money. And so I just like, I want to be really mindful of, of just like recognizing that I am very privileged right now, but I also like created this from the very very ground up. You know, like I I used to go to Money Tree to get payday advances to be able to pay like a couple to have a couple extra hundred dollars to pay my rent, and and that was like my normal for so much, so many months when I was just barely getting by as like a 19, 20 year old living with roommates. And, you know, it, it isn't easy when we have kids. It isn't easy when we're in an abusive relationship. It isn't easy when we have, you know, discrimination and so many things stacked against us. But that doesn't mean that it can't be done.
1: And now you are living a life that seems to align with your soul. And it seems from the outside, at least very abundant in many different aspects. And so I just want to say that you're an amazing, phenomenal woman, Ava. Thank you, Raquel.
0: It is simply a mirror to how amazing and phenomenal you are. Oh,
1: thank you. (laughs) And it's also amazing that you're able to balance this, especially since you really felt this strong drive. And I think a lot of people, I see a lot of people have a strong drive to entertain the hustle culture. And it makes sense. And, you know, there's no shame in that. Sometimes people can feel very disconnected from their soul. Mm -hmm. And you seem to have found a way to either i don't know if you're still part of that world but well it sounds like not but integrate this idea of not really hustle culture but just you know living a life for yourself that you really want and also being aligned with your soul so how have you integrated this mm,
0: i think again it's been like slow process so like a slow refinement and mm-hmm. like back to that idea of disharmony looking at the places where I started to feel disharmony. And so, you know, when I first started my business, I brought like all of my tools from corporate America, my bar- marketing background, <laughs> into my business, and yeah. just like hustled so hard. And I was barely, barely getting by and doing so much and driving around LA from studio to studio and kept hitting this wall. And I was so confused as to why I wasn't able to like break through the glass ceiling of my impact or my income and had this, had so many moments where I also was like, I just need to go back and get a desk job. It'll be so much easier. I would like hysterically cry to my husband. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I was like, wait a second, I'm building my own business.
1: Mm-hmm. Why
0: am I recreating the same exact experiences, environments, pressure (laughs) that I had at the job that I just left. The reason that I went off on my own was to do things my way and to create things my way. And so I think it's like the awareness piece that is the beginning of integration, of really becoming aware of what's not working. The awareness piece is like, I mean, that's the awareness is the first step in any change, right? If we're not aware, if something's running unconsciously, it's unconscious. And so we're not going to be able to shift it or change it. And so the awareness starts and inspires the integration. And then depending on what it is, some things are more delicate than others. Um, You integrate through action. And so, you know, as an example, in my relationship, I got married when I was um, 26. And, you know, had never lived by myself before. I, at the end of 2019, I think a couple of months into being married was like, Oh, my God, if I never have time on my own, like, that just sounds completely unbearable to me, like to not ever have experienced true independence, that just doesn't feel right for my soul and like every other area of how I live my life. And so, you know, with that, it was more delicate of starting to have conversations of what would it look like to give each other more freedom? What would it look like for me to be able to travel by myself and, and for him to do so as well? What would it look like if we challenged all of the stories that we have and expectations that we have around being a husband and being a wife and created something all on its own. And, you know, for that, that process has been a two year long process. Other things you can integrate really quickly, you know, with my with my business, at a certain point, I realized I really just wanted to go all in and focus on uh, the Academy of Breath and teaching breathwork and meditation and certifying teachers and I just woke up one morning and was like, everything else doesn't feel good. So I'm going to start to remove all these other pieces of my life or in my, in my business so that I can focus all of my energy on this thing. So I think the integ- it's, it's hard to answer that question with one specific thing because every single experience is different. But I think the, the impetus of it all is that you already know and you're knowing will give you exactly the right time, exactly the right step, and all of the steps to come from that point. Again, if you, one, have the courage, and two, just begin to trust yourself in the same way that so many of us trust things outside of ourselves. Mm,
1: I want to honor you for following the courage and following and trusting yourself, trusting yourself, knowing that you do want to experience still autonomy and freedom in life. And then I want to honor your husband as well for challenging the norm and conditioning of what a marriage often looks like. And both of you, finding a way to make it work for you too because ultimately that's all that matters is that does this work for you too and it sounds like you are doing that so I want to honor you guys for that because I know that that is uh that's a not normal for most people and b it's it's a challenge but it's what's right oh my goodness it is so hard I'm (laughs) sure I I can't even imagine to be honest but I'm sure and also you're talking about the academy of breath I love I love the name of this by the way But what is the Academy of Breath and what can others expect from it? Thank you. Thank you. I love it so much. It's my little baby. I
0: can tell. (laughs) So, you know, back at the beginning of before the pandemic really even started, I really just got this like hunger for creating something that would be bigger than me that wasn't only focused on me and was a collection of the tools that had been so massively impactful in every single area of my life from my business to my relationship to my self-image to my health and naturally the practices that stood out were breathwork and meditation and I had done several trainings throughout the year in both practices and um, there were always missing pieces within the within the trainings that I had done Um, and not even in a, in a bad way, it was more that one would be focused really on like the mysticism and the ancient yogic um, tradition of pranayama. Another one would be really formatted for a modern uh, science driven, uh, I would say like more like co- corporate approach. And at the same time, None of them include any type of support in, okay, well, now that I have these practices, how do I actually find clients? How do I actually uh, create a successful business out of this? How do I not just know and comprehend these practices and do so myself, but how do I actually help other people? And how do I get in front of people? So um in March of 2020, um, I had the idea for the Academy of Breath. And it's a 12-week certification program. Um, over the years, it's grown to be longer. So when we first started, six, it was six weeks. And now it's a 12-week program. And we really focus on bridging the gap between science and mysticism so that you can understand fundamentally the research that proves what, again, we've been talking about this whole time, what ancient yogis have known all this time um, and in addition to that we we give you the business support as well too and so it really is such a incredible program we have over 300 people that have walked through the doors over the past two and a half years and you know from the very beginning it was something that was touching people's lives in a way that, I knew like it wasn't me. I, I was like a pure vessel for whatever wanted to come through. That God was
1: like, absolutely. all right, she's yeah. she's willing, she's devoted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds absolutely phenomenal, Ava. Where can everyone find that? Yeah, academyofbreath.org. Um,
0: and we also we also started a new Instagram page. It's called it's just at breathwork certification. And my plan is to have tons of free resources there, um, techniques, live classes. We're featuring our alumni there. And so, you know, like I said, I wanted something that's bigger than me, And it's been so cool to have this like beautiful growing family around the Academy of Breath. Um, But yeah, if anyone is interested in learning from us or checking out the certification, you can go to academyofbreath.org and all of the information is there. That's
1: amazing, Ava. You have so many tools and I know that everyone who does decide to or at least feels the nudge to take a peek at what it might be, I know that they will find some great benefits from it. So thank you. Mm, Yes, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for for letting me come and speak to your audience. We're not oh, no. done yet. I, let's keep we're, going. We're not done yet. You think you think that we're done? No, no, no. <laughs> do you have um do you have time for rapid fire? Oh yeah, let's do it. But before we do that, do you have any other messages you'd like to share? Mm, I think
0: that coming back to where we kind of started the conversation, I really want to invite people to look at life through the lens of inspiration and let that be what expands you into more joy, more love, more presence, more purpose, more connection. I think that living through the lens of inspiration is also living through the lens of integrity. You know, I had a really powerful conversation with somebody when I was in Austin in November who shared with me that his devotion to really being authentic and honest about where he wanted to be and what was inspiring him created so much space in his relationships for people to know like how truly loved they were and how truly respected they were as well too. Because if we put ourselves in situations where we're not inspired to be there, we don't like half of us isn't even present, that's not serving us. It's not serving anyone else. And so I want to invite everyone to maybe just like chew on that for a little bit. What would it look like to bring more inspiration into my life and to begin to maybe challenge some of the the ways where I've maybe should all over myself and as far as saying I should be here, I should do this, but has, you know, maybe potentially brought up resistance or stickiness in
1: our lives. So beautifully said. Are you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Coffee or tea? Mm, coffee oh yeah same sage or palo santo (laughs) oh
0: i'm actually playing with my palo santo mala bracelet right now oh my gosh it smells i got it in Kauai. it smells so good
1: palo santo mala bracelet yes it is hawaii yeah okay (laughs) beautiful that was the birthplace of this podcast oh I
0: think ah. I know that. I no, I, think, I do know that, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: um, do you prefer? Okay, now this one, actually, this might not be that tricky, but I just had to ask you this, and I just came up with this rapid fire because you came on Okay, the show. let's do it. <laughs> Breath work or meditation? Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, honestly, if I were to – if I were to choose, I'd say meditation. I yeah. love breath work so much, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, meditation is, it's, I think because it's easier for me to just close my eyes.
1: <laughs> There's
0: that component for sure. Yeah, It's yeah. also,
1: it's just, it's nice to do daily.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do my breath work daily as well too, but I will wow. say that, wow. like, I will say that my breath work, that's like usually where I'm like, Ooh, okay. And I like waste yeah. a lot of time and procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It does take a little more energy. Yeah. Do you have a favorite yeah. form of body movement? Mm, dance. Yeah. Yes. Fe- or surfing. It's
0: just, I am. I am very sore. I have gigantic bruises on my hip bones right I'm now. Sure. I'm, I'm sure.
1: I'm <laughs> sure. I'm jealous. Okay. Favorite crystal. If any.
0: Favorite crystal. Ooh. Well, i'm wearing moonstone right now i think moonstone uh, might be my favorite i
1: love the moonstone do you know your big three I you're i know you're a scorpio oh wait oh, you're oh, a scorpio yeah yeah sun. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Scorpio Sun, Aries Rising, Leo Moon. I've got (gasps) a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Fellow Leo Moon. So cool. Ooh. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I love
1: my Leo Moon. I also love my Aries Rising. She's fiery. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, What is your – where is – we were just talking about this at the very beginning, but where is your happy place?
0: Mm, My happy, happy, happy place. (sighs) Oh, You know, it doesn't matter what beach it is, just on the beach. Yep,
1: yep, just on the beach. Yep. Oh, man, you're beach. not the only person yeah. to answer oh, it yeah. that way. Yeah, or by a body of water. Absolutely. Animal you connect with most? Mm, my dog Penny.
0: Oh, <laughs> what kind of dog is Penny? She's a Cocker Spaniel Dachshund. She's the cutest thing ever. Um, I'm, I'm like the psycho mom that's like, my dog is better than everyone else's. And I really, truly believe that. It's yeah. the
1: truth, though. <laughs> it's the truth. It's not. You're not wrong. Penny's yeah, better than yeah. everyone.
0: Um, so Penny, <laughs> Penny is definitely like my. There's this um, show and movie called The Golden Compass, um, and they all. And it's a book as well, a book series as well too, um, and they all have these animals that are like tied to them via their soul they're called daemons and i literally think penny's my little daemon like she's so empathetic i love her so much and i miss her a lot because she's not with me here in mexico oh she's
1: not she's in san diego no
0: she's in la with my mom
1: oh, okay, okay yeah yeah she wouldn't do she wouldn't fare well on the streets of mexico Fair. no fair fair she's with <laughs> your mom she's good yeah this is a big one if you could give everyone you know a book what book would it be? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, <laughs>
0: Untamed by Glennon Doyle.
1: Oh yes. Yeah,
0: I you know I love just the chaoticness of that book. Like none of the chapters are in order. Some of them are only a page long. Um, some of them are super long, and so it really like it really aligns with the general theme. And message of the book. Yeah, it is untamed.
1: If you could time travel to your 16-year-old self to whisper something in her ear, what would you whisper?
0: Mm, Don't you worry. Things are going to get so good and you will not even be able to fathom how beautiful life is going to be.
1: I have chills for her. I have chills for mm. her. I, I go back and visit her quite a bit. I'm sure you do. You talked about inner child healing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to come back on so we can dive deeper into all these things.
0: Yeah, I know. We could talk for hours. I know. We really
1: could. <laughs> <laughs> How – okay, this is the last question that I ask all the Your own Magic guests. How would you advise the Your own Magic listeners to create their own magic?
0: Mm, drop into your breath and know that you have this key – to infinite wealth within you and not just financial wealth but like true wealth of life and abundance and being so deeply held in this cosmic experience by utilizing your breath
1: where can everyone connect with you, Ava? Yes, my
0: Instagram is at Ava Johanna. And then again for AOB, it's academyofbreath.org.
1: Amazing, Ava, this has been such an expansive episode and you're such a phenomenal woman. And I'm so thankful to have you on the show and talk about the things that really, the, the everything you said really lights me up as well, especially along my spiritual journey. And I connected with a variety of things that you talked about. So it was just nice to hear it. And yeah, thank you for coming on. On the show
0: yeah thank you for having me this is so much fun and i'm really
1: just so grateful that we got to do this youngies that is a wrap that is a wrap for this episode i hope that something spoke deeply to you expanded you in some way please let me know if so you can catch me on instagram at raquel mantra i spell raquel a different way than most so you can see the spelling in the show notes or hang out with the yomis the like-minded very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro magic facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to well whatever you're going through and there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much, and have a magical rest of your day.